Welcome to Third World Gaming, the number one show based off two dogs and a cat. <laughs> and a goat! I'm Miko, the ironic gamer, and with me is Paolo, the incredible cat of doom. Meow! <laughs> and with us are two special guests. Guys, can you introduce yourself? Chibi. Hi, I'm <laughs> These are men we captured from the streets. They will talk about fighting games. And being held here against my will. <laughs> yes. Don't believe them. And no, yes, <laughs> they are actually here to talk about fighting games. Yes. And we did grab them off the street. Very friendly streets just outside the house. And I oh, really oh. am in danger, just so you know that. <laughs> no, no, everything will be fine. Don't worry, you'll, you'll even like it. Anyway, if you're wondering why we do have guests here, we're starting a new thing to t find out what makes a game a game. Not like episode one, but more <laughs> to what makes a game good. What makes a good... Genre-wise. What makes a good game? So basically, what... So what makes a good, insert name of genre, game? Yes. And if you haven't guessed, we're now talking about games about entrapment. Fighting games. Yes. Two people. And here we have two experts. Not really experts. <laughs> this one's just a casual. Uh, no offense. Those casuals. <laughs> uh, Filthy casuals. casuals. <laughs> Man, kick your no, yeah, anyway, uh, it's good. We have a casual and we have someone who has competed in the game. So, yeah. guys, can you tell us your backgrounds with uh, fighting games? Um, okay. Uh, my first fight, I was... Ex Exposed to fighting games when I was about, I don't know, eight. I think it was Tekken two. Anyway, yeah, that introduced me to the fighting game genre. Although, although that game was pretty broken at at its state, it got me into the competitive. It got me into the competitive spirit and the uh, personal one on one fights with people I wanted to fight with. So, yeah, that's how I got into it. For as for me, I just uh, what got me was uh, Tekken because. It's the way that the game allowed you to pull off combos, and I thought it was pretty cool, so I figured, okay, this looks like fun, and so that's what got me interested in the fighting games in the first place. Combos. <laughs> so when did you get into your first uh, tournament? My first tournament was um, two years ago. We um, Archon, the Archon uh, Alt, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 tournament. And although I did not win first place, that went to some kid who had more practice than I did. I did win second. Damn those kids in their free time. Damn. <laughs> when I was their age. <laughs> when I was their age, I would used to go out and play some major games <laughs> with all the kids and beat those other kids <laughs> and take my glory about the pinballs and the candy machines. <laughs> That was a hard game to Ken Machine, but I won every single time. <laughs> <laughs> every right. combo worked. <laughs> All them combos, I used to throw them like they were paper made out of fried chicken skins. I'd throw them at the mouths, and those mouths would drop in the face. Hey, and uh, I mean, though you're a casual gamer, have you ever tried the tournament or at least any form of competition, maybe even with friends? Mmm. No, no, there wasn't any competition. It was just those friendly competitions that you have between fans. Like, uh, so there was who, no competition, but there was the, one. Well, between <laughs> like, how many wins can you get, and how long can you stay playing? Because the loser will always have to switch out to another person. So it's like you have to charge the winner every single time. So how long? So can it you was stay a competition. Win? Yeah. Okay. Fine. So it was a competition. <laughs> it was a competition of longevity. Who can last longest? Yes. All right. So endurance fighting. So, but I'm guessing. So you have the casual side. Of this you have the not that expert, but you have the more you're the professional level. You're essentially level type things So I assume. Yeah. So I assume I could say hardcore already. Uh, yeah. 
Might as well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hardcore <laughs> casual. <laughs> yeah, so these guys here are going to talk about what makes a good fighting game. Now, I'm not your thinking, uh, you're thinking maybe what makes good fighting games might be certain, like, uh, I heard this thing graphically, it has to look good. Some people say it's the character roster, some people say it's all these cool things you can do, some people some say people realism. Also, some, people also, some people would also say hey, how, how well the combo system <laughs> works, some people would also say hey, how... Would also say, um, train of thought died. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we move on to these guys here. What do you say? I mean, for you, what's your favorite game? My favorite, favorite fighting, fighting game. game. My favorite fighting game has to be Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur series. Why uh, is it your favorite fighting game? Um, well, it's I've been, it's been attracted to, I've attracted to it because it's mostly the sword play. I always like the sword play in it, but. And it, to me, it seemed a little more realistic because I don't like the fighting games where people just summon magic every yeah. single in Those every single plane. Swords are really realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but the, is this also a game you enjoy because it's for you? Is a good game? It, it it is a good game. It's got it. It's got it. It right where it's got it right where it. It's right where it matters, and it's. It's a ba- it's balanced. Its characters are well designed, and all in all, it's still yeah, it's still just a pretty good game. And for our casual, what's your <laughs> good game? So my favorite game is Blaze Blue. So actually, what honestly, what appealed to me first was the character eccentricity, because normally in fighting games, for me, you always see the like in Tekken, you have fighting styles, you have characters with like they have that. It's just. Let's say they're yeah they have their own unique fighting styles, but what you didn't see in the character was their it's the way they look. What Blaze Blue had were characters that did not look normal, and so that kind of appeased me. That that was what got me interested in the fighting game. It was more of the the way it looked. So would you say Blaze Blue is a fighting game? Is a good fighting game? It has very good mechanics as well, <laughs> on its own. Yes, so it is a good fighting game. But I'm saying here, this you're talking about a fighting game which is very realistic. I mean, Soul Calibur as yeah. much as has all these weird things going on. Yeah. You say it's a very realistic game. Blaze Blue, I it's, haven't played it personally myself, but it seems to be more in the eccentric style. It is of, it's not a realistic, I'm not really keen on the realistic games because, well, I want, well, it's realistic. I want something that's just a little, maybe a little over... Over the top. Over, yeah, over the top. Something like, like that. Like Super Smash Brothers over the top? Or something like, like that. Oh, okay. But would you consider... The, so these are essentially very different games. I mean, I've yes. seen Blaze Blue and Tech and people see it as very different. The yeah, way you fight, the way you're playing, everything. But what makes them both good games? Because you're saying it's a good game, but you agree it's a good game? I would agree it's a good game, but in its own aspect, it's got a little less than what I'm looking for in other games. But in itself, it's still a very good game. And for about for, for uh, Soul Calibur? For Soul Calibur... Yeah, it's a good game. It's well, it has what I like about it is that they have some sort of like this weaponry system. So it's really interesting as well. Like these, you can see characters with these styles, with these. Uh, I'm gonna say features, which make them, which make the characters. I'm actually more towards the characters, it's character it's, design. I'm more of the character, character design, over the actual gameplay. Okay, that's why I don't I, want to be like stereotypical, but that is something casuals do enjoy. It's the appearance versus the <laughs> yeah, system, but nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's people game different ways. Yes, yes. But seeing it. that, I mean, both of you still agree they're both good, good, good games, but yes. they are very different. Yes. So, what do you say is the key thing? What makes 
a good fighting game. Because I mean, I've I, Mortal Kombat for me is a very different game. I yeah. mean, I, the first fighting game I grew up with was actually Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Then went in Street Fighter when my parents realized how violent Mortal Kombat was because I had a Sega version. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I that's, grew up with Sega. That, that so makes sense. They kind of like, yeah, you're not going to play that. <laughs> so, they got, so they got you on... on wait. Street Fighter was a little better Fighter. because, you know, it was not as violent. Uh, yeah. There were no fatalities. <laughs> my, yeah, reminds mm. me of my... Okay, so your first fighting game was Mortal Kombat... Yours was Tekken 2. Tekken 2. Yep. Mine was Tekken 2. Okay, you're both so Tekken 2. Wait, wait. Brothers Jenny played the same game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me and my... <laughs> guess and hype, I guess. <laughs> For me and my... For me and my bro, that would have been Street Fighter... Street Fighter 2 Tournament Edition. You know, whatever the version was <laughs> called on Sega. Uh, mm. Street Fighter, the game with so many versions. Yes. Yes. Street Fighter, two, uh, Street Fighter Two Not Champion Turbo Edition Extreme. <laughs> that, but, uh, arcade but, edition. I, but from what I can tell, my what I can tell, my deepest early experience of the fighting game was a uh, toss-up between Marvel ver- Marvel versus Capcom and Marvel Super Heroes versus Street Fighter. Right, but I think we can all agree that these games were essentially competitive level. They were yeah. good games. They were. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big uh, game. I'm not a big fighting gamer. I played them uh, with all mm. the other games I played. I mean, I enjoy RPGs, FPS, tabletop games the most. I think uh, Paolo here, as he said before we started, cars. He loves platformers. I love. I love. I like platformers. I like. I like TCGs. I like action mm. RPGs and stuff like that. <laughs> but I think we can still also figure out that there are good fighting games and we can yeah. recognize a good fighting yes. game versus a bad fighting game yeah. but of yes. course we brought in the uh, experts here because you know we're not really the major fighting guys I mean, yes. I'm not even a casual fighting gamer I play it less mm. than a casual I'm I'm a ca- I'd probably be on the same level because as much as I do like I, as much as I do fancy fighting games as a, and as much as I do at times try to you know get more time to learning some things I re- let's just say my schedule and my backlog prevent me from doing that because uh, we had actually discussed in an earlier episode where we talked about uh, what makes a good game yeah and I think it went down for me a good game was uh, really a full experience and Paolo's really living a whole different life yeah essentially yes essentially yours was uh, yours was the experience and the system right yeah mine was essentially the in was in (laughs) essentially the interactions was in essentially the interactions which essentially would lead to basically a whole different experience that would be asserted as a life Mm-hmm. Mm. For fighting games, I don't think the whole concept of life might really fit in. Yeah. Nor will I mean the experience might be there. Same with system well, how I see it. Yes. Actually, but, uh, the life thing could work, but then again, you're like describing the life of a person who does comp- who basically does compete. I wouldn't call it MMA. I'd call it a version of MMA where basically any and all fighting styles are allowed and nothing. So real MMA? No, no, no. And uh, you know, and basically, you you win not just by making people tap. Wait, I'm I I. My, there goes that train. <laughs> I've been derailed again by myself. But I yeah, keep so doing that guys, in GTA. I mean, uh, what are the key aspects? I mean, for uh, both of you, I mean, be it casual or the hardcore. What is the key feature that makes a good fighting game? Well, a good fighting game, first and foremost, really needs, and this cannot be stressed enough, it really needs balance. But that's something that's thrown around. I mean, uh, 
How would you define balance? But what is balance? Okay, balance is... Okay, say for example, since we are talking about what makes a fighting game good, I would like to first bring up a game that fighting game that for me was considered bad. Uh, if you recall, Bloody Roar was a. Uh, uh, I enjoyed Bloody Roar. Yeah, I <laughs> was Bloody Roar. I was enjoying. Yeah, you remember Gado? Yeah. Yeah, Gado was really overpowered. He broke oh, yes. everything. <laughs> like a simple three hit, a three hit kick could like remove half your life. That's not balance. That those kicks were really fast. It you couldn't have, you didn't have any opportunity to block it. It dealt half life damage. That. That that ha- that has no balance. You could just spam that over and over. The cheese dam the chip damage was huge, so that wasn't really a good game. It was fun, but in its essence of a fighting game, it wasn't that good. So for in fighting games, balance means that an equal op- an equal uh, measure of speed uh, speed and power. Because in essence, in fighting games, you only have two options: it's either attack or defend. But what balances out the character or the set of characters are how fast they hit, they hit, and how hard they hit. If it's a perfect balance between the speed, if it's if it's perfect balance of speed and power, then that's already makes a good fighting game. If they hit really hard, then it has then it has to follow the, that the that the speed at which they hit isn't really that isn't really that fast or really that quick. If they if they hit really weak, then it ha- must follow that they, they have to hit really fast. And the, yeah, they have to. Yeah, they have to hit really fast. Okay. But would you consider a balance? So, I mean, that makes me sense from a system wise. You have to have the <coughs> give and take. Yeah. You have to, if you're higher strength, lower speed. Yeah. Higher speed, lower strength. I mean, you see, it was the female characters which have the speed versus yeah. the power. And characters I remember in Tekken King, King. who had almost a one hit knockout, but yeah. it was slow. Yeah. <laughs> but would you consider a balance game where a absolute newbie or a casual can be the championship player? Oh, um, would that be a balanced game? Although that that wouldn't really that wouldn't really be a balanced game because what's this? They could just really if if it was an imbalanced game, so be, because if it's say for example a hardcore playing against a casual, if a casual were to win, that means that he was using a scrub tactic, um, i.e. he just made the same move over and over and over again, hoping that, something would, would that, change. Would that mean it's a bad game? Um, although not necessar- not necessarily. It would it would mean that there's a flaw in the system. Which hopefully can be fixed at a later date, but it doesn't make the entire game bad. It just makes it, it just has, uh, it just, uh, shows a flaw. Shows so by giving the ability for a casual or a lower level player to beat championship players, it's a flaw in the game. Yes, because apparently, because apparently, <coughs> excuse me. Um, what's this? The hardcore or the <laughs> more experienced players can already, in fighting games, there's like there's that level of that of that adaptability for the gamers. If the scrub were to the scrub, sorry, that's the one I'm using for the casuals. If the scrub were to just simply just keep like attacking and cheesing out, then there's no strategy in that. And the, although it's just really one strategy, it it for some reason the scrub just keeps getting it in and in. And, and the hardcore, the experience, really, the, although they do know a way out, it's really difficult for them because in this sense. The scrubs just the scrub just keeps pelting them the same combo that keeps getting them stuck in the same frame in the same corner in the same whatever, and eventually he will chip out enough life for him to do like to make up to make a mistake. So, in that sense, although it could be a game changer, but it doesn't really. It just depends on the adaptability of the one being cheesed out, and. It depends on the ability of the one to be cheesed out for the, him to come back from the corner or to escape from the corner and counter the scrub. 
moves. Yeah. Okay, but from the casual side here, would you consider your ability to be a championship player more, make a more balanced game? <laughs> well, me versus a championship player, I mean, that will take also consideration there. The characters that we're using, I mean... <laughs> but for you, would it be a more balanced game where you have... The game gives you abilities to beat the championship player even at your level. Would you consider that a more balanced game or a broken game? Now that's interesting. Um, that will also that means it will also give the championship guy the same abilities I have because it isn't it like the same like he will have the same abilities. I will receive the same abilities as he would have. So he would have to know what the tactics that I would what I would be using. Oh yeah, I mean at least in some games where I mean not the handicap section where certain cheese moves were okay to do. I basically some limbs. I mean you saw I saw especially in Mortal Kombat where you just essentially keep tapping the punch button. Yeah. And I have seen uh newbies or casual players win many games simply with that. But uh that didn't break the game technically. But it did give some advantage, so some simple cheese moves. But would you consider this a good thing? Or would it be a broken system to actually balance that out? For you, I mean, from a casual side here, would it be for you a good balancing factor? Or for you, it would be a broken game? And you're winning, it seems to, in your head, say, this can't be right. Well, honestly, as a casual gamer, if I were to play a game for the first time, I'd be like, this is all I know, what else would I do? Hmm. But so, for you beating that, would you feel like the game was simple? Do you feel the game was broken? Or do you think this game I was good that it actually allows you to have a good fighting chance? I actually think it's still, it'll still, at least it gives you a chance to fight against somebody with experience. So does it make it a good game? It makes it... <clears throat> and here, the deep thinking happens. Yes. <laughs> Which will be cut out. <laughs> they will sound witty. Well, yes, actually, it will It will make it a game... Uh, well, yeah, a good game. Because if you're not... There are no limitations on either character. Even if you have experience, even if you are starting out, at least, you are still... You are still you know, you still have some. You can still do something to the other person. So maybe it's something like a learning process. You start off with the simple things. So let's say you start mashing. So you start doing these simple things. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm doing something. Then maybe <laughs> with more experience, you actually start learning new things. So at least with the, with these, it's like a learning. It's just a learning process from this point to. Just the levels. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess to add on your on your point, there is, I like playing games where, I mean, winning and be able to be top players. Yeah, does give you a confidence boost to keep on playing. Yeah, exactly. Because when you're constantly crushed over and over again, and this is happening with some Dota games I played before. Yeah, you yes. just don't want to play anymore. You're just, yeah, yeah. That, like, no, thank you. That reminds me of a number of people's horror stories and magic. Oh yeah, when you just get so utterly destroyed within like two, three turns. No, no, not just no. It's more not just that. Um, not just that. Basically, you try to do something and you're just denied constantly. I recall. I remember someone making blue a stop. <laughs> you said green or blue? Blue. Yeah, yeah, blue. Someone made a story about about the horror of the horror of a newbie fighting a blue deck what happened well guy came back to the new to the newbie and the noob when he brought up magic he said no let's play dual masters this is i mean like uh especially with games that if you're there is no good learning curve or ability for newbies or mm -hmm. casual players to again have a bit of a fighting edge yeah i mean you can probably see this in super smash Brothers, which people consider a competitive and balanced game yeah but casuals can really play it pretty well even if they're a championship player you still actually have a pretty decent shot at it yeah 
Yes. And the ability to win and beat these people, for me, makes a, for a good game because it encourages a community to grow and build. Yeah. A I, community that just pushes pure elitism might be, in some ways, for com- competition-wise, I mean, from the hardcore community, it would make sense competition-wise. But would that really make a good game because you'd end up with a very niche group? It's... It's I mean, a, there's a reason why there are more people probably playing Smash Brothers versus Tekken. Well, what's this? The thing about the Smash... But both are good games. Yeah, yeah both are good games. The, the thing about Smash is that Nintendo re- really originally designed it to be casual. But mm-hmm. the games like... Uh, like. But it can be in competition levels. It can I've be competition. Smash Brothers in many competitions. Yeah, yeah it's so an evil it's, now. It's a, it's Though Pikachu is not allowed because, you know, cheap. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but... What's this? Wait, really? But oh, yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo really wanted... I use them all the time. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I used to be Captain Falcon. I think I'm gonna be Donkey Kong now. That's a pitch. <laughs> but I mean, again, these games are still considered good games yeah, in their own well, right. But mm-hmm. what do you think makes them good the- games? Because from your point of view, uh, Smash Brothers shouldn't be a good game because it's not balanced by your point of view. And your point of view, a Tekken shouldn't really be a good game because uh, really the Champions League will just wipe the floor with you over and over again if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But you both agree they are good games. They are good games. So it's not that part about. So what do you think is more? What's no. the deeper aspect here? What makes it a good game? It's the game mechanics. Like what? Like, like let's say, um, what Tekken has is like this. It's like physics engine, I guess. Oh, well, most most of games have physics engines. Okay, <laughs> all games, all games. Maybe they have their, makes things fall. They have their rules. <laughs> they have like these games have their rules. So Tekken has these. Uh, like when you're gonna juggle, you can only juggle for how many combo, for how many hits in the air before they can roll over or stand up and then retaliate. That's so for you, it's uh, the rule systems that will make a game mm-hmm. better. Yeah, it's like it's how you play by the rules in the game. So what is a good set of rules? What would make the rules good? Because we've seen no. games with pretty horrible rules. Yeah. What is the key good rules then to make a fighting game proper? I mean, as simple as games like uh, you mentioned, jump kick. A dive, dive kick. Dive right? kick. That is really, I think, the bears, the bears simple game there is, and yeah. you can actually see casuals beating champions there. Yeah. Champions having strategies beyond anyone's imagination from two buttons. Yes. <laughs> and button mashing from the casuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what makes so from that point? I mean, people agree dive kicks genuinely a good game. Yeah. But uh, the rule set there is simply. Jump and, you and dive and first dive and you kick, dive dive and kick and yeah. You kick, but uh, so what are the rules that you think are most essential? Because I think Tekken and Pro- Tekken, uh, Smash Brothers, yeah. uh, Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue, Blue, and Bobby Dive Kick all probably have the same fundamentals to it. Yeah. But what is that fundamental? I mean, based off what you've played. I mean, for me, the games I played, the fundamentals are a bit different. Yeah. Oh, well, for the fighting game, it's just really an option of when to. When to attack and when to defend, because in the fighting game it's either you're attacking or, or you're defending. But with a more with a more fast-paced level of fighting games such as uh what well, Marvel vs. Capcom three, the strategy of when when you actually want to move forward and when you want to block, it it defines it defines your game because since everything is already moving on the screen so fast, you really have to choose: is he op- will he open himself now or will he open himself? When he does this certain move, I will wait for that move, and in the meantime, I'll try to block him from doing, from doing, from finding any openings from me. However, if you stay too much on the d- defense, he he'll he'll eventually realize that you're just turtling it out, and he can already open you to a mix-up or a grab or grab opening or something. 
And if you're already if you're already too much on the offense, then he then that's just a sign that he's just opening it. That's just a sign that you're already just opening yourself up for like whatever attack and defense. So really, what's it's really defined as when you want to attack and when you want to defend. Okay, that's, I mean that's a very competition-minded yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. For me, your side. Uh, let's see how fast you can get his life down to zero before he does. <laughs> <laughs> I will make your bar go tiny. <laughs> but for you, I mean, what rule set should allow that? Uh, let's say, um, well, you have your standard attack, defense, <laughs> and then you have your moves that are unique to each and every character, and it's like uh, how you use that character's kit to dominate over your opponent. <clears throat> oh. um, it's, it's also just like how well-versed are you with these characters? So how can you utilize their, their kit? How can you bring out their potential? How can you just uh, how well can you use these guys to beat the other guy? Alright. And here's a bit of a random question here. Hmm. How about fighting games that throw items or power-ups in the middle of the game? Such, Such a Super Smash, Smash Bros. Super Smash does this. I mean, uh, but still, people consider it you know, a pretty fun game. I think mean, some yeah. competitions, they kind of remove every single item sometimes. Though yeah. I have some competitions I've seen allow certain items. Very rare, though. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. Does that make it a good game, the fact there's items, or does it make it maybe a bad game? It's nice to have the option, because if it does throw an item at you, it's just free-for-all. So whoever gets to it first means that they use a superior strategy to get to that item first. So no, because the rules, Smash, all, it is balanced. the rules of Smash are also slightly different than traditional fighting games, because mm-hmm. in fighting games you have your HP bars, whereas in Smash you have like these percentages. Oh, but uh, that's the same with wrestling games. Um, yes. I think. I guess I haven't actually. Wrestling games don't games. have life bars. They yeah. don't. They don't have life bars. They the first just... game I played without life bar. It confused me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just kept hitting and hitting. <laughs> they while they do have an indicator for how much damage you've done to your opponent, there is it isn't really a life bar. You could be <laughs> red on all parts of your body and you'll still be standing. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, from there, I mean, uh, would you consider that thing a good or bad game when they throw in items or power ups? Because I can honestly say, from a, I'm not a big racing game, but I can say that Blue Shell is so OP. <laughs> <laughs> blue Shell's too OP. Well, the Blue Shell is usually safe for the last placer, for the first placer, so... Yeah, there, there, are, there, are those, there are those conditions where you can only use these items, or let's say in that racing sense, you can only use this item if you're like in this position in the race. So, say for fighting games, for it's fighting more games, so it's free for like, all. Actually, yeah. it's free for all. It's like, okay, the first one who gets it, you can be the one with a really... You're the one who's still like maybe fresh into the battle, or you can be the guy that's about to die. So, it it actually just depends on who gets to it first. But we say, was that a good? Is that would be that make a good game, or does adding an item make make it a bad game? Um, although it doesn't remove the from the fact that what's this? Adding a usable item in a fighting game, it does mean it's free for all, but it doesn't make it a bad game because seeing it as as it is free for all, the method used to get it really. Really, what's this? The way you get it really depends on the strategy you use to get it. If it's not as good as your opponent's, then you're lost. But it doesn't really take away from the fact that it could be your item at the later part, or it could, be, well, it could, yeah, it could be your item at the later part. So in this, in, in essence, it all balances out. Ah, okay. Also, you mentioned juggling. Uh, some people sometimes say juggling is just professional level cheese. <laughs> because I've heard that. Because once there are some characters who are just. Fantastic jugglers. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think about the as juggling professional well, cheese? In Soul Calibur, there's no such thing as juggling because you can air roll. Yeah. 
But in, in Tekken, juggling only extends until a little, until so many hits are achieved, at which point they just really go flying across the screen. However, if the if there really are infinite jungles that essentially one hit means death, then it, it isn't really exactly considered professional cheese because one hit meant death in 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 the long run. So you already knew that if you got hit, you you could die. It's not exactly cheese. It's just that your method, his method of getting to you, meant that he doesn't he hasn't applied pressure at all. He just knew what he was going to do to get around to you and kill you with essentially one hit. Okay, but would that uh, would the infinite juggle break the game? Is that not a bad game? Because you mentioned uh, Tekken doesn't have it, nor the Soul Calibur, yeah. and you consider these good games. Yeah. Does the infinite juggling a bad game? Or when you're as a professional player, like you said, if you got that position, if you figured it out, you mastered your strategy. Yeah. So is that now suddenly a good game? It it's still a good game because there are so many there are so many what's this? There are so many requirements to get the infinite, but. It really takes a really long amount of practice, a long amount of skill and and execution, precision execution to do it. Um, okay, with regards to infinites, would you say that a ga- Would you say that the ability to cu- to you know be able to like say have the ability to in- interrupt or interrupt that infinite? Would having that ability in the game make it better? Um, it would add a- another layer of what's this depth into the game but you know because i'm also remembering this from the standpoint of street fight of a third strikes parry system yeah um, because that was actually used as a means to interrupt certain combos uh, uh third strike street actually, fight third strike. would you say adding complexity makes a game better adding complex well Dive yeah. kick. <laughs> <laughs> the game with complexity beyond what you understand. No, and dive kick the complexity evolves as you know as you know your way right, but the game. So yeah. is complexity make the fighting game better? It makes okay. a it makes a fighting game better because if it was all just simply a straightforward dive kick hit <laughs> if it was all just a simply if it was all just simply hit him in the head, he loses half his health that Dive kick all health gone. Yeah. But that's why dive kick though, it's you're saying the complexity increases. Yeah, the complexity increases. So how does how do you increase complexity? I mean, again, it's what's the bare essential you think to make the game rework? What's the key thing? Because dive kick, we can agree, it's yeah. competitive, it's fun, yeah, and it has eccentric characters, it has all these other things going with all yeah. the games. But we can say that dive kick and super smash are completely different games. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, uh, someone who enjoys super smash might not enjoy dive kick, but you can see that the key features there are the same. So, I mean, you said, you already talked about balance of speed and power. Yes. Uh, you talked about the rules, making sure that everything essentially has a counter to it, I'm yes. guessing. Yeah. But you also made mentions that if you can execute something that is incredibly hard to do, even though it may seem no. like juggling or, you know, yeah. I, I'd, I'd still say professional pro-cheesing, cheese, yes. pro-cheesing, you're still yeah. saying that's okay. At the same time, our casual friend here is saying that if he can beat a championship guy, it's also balanced. So coming down to it, what do you think would make a per- a perfect game I mean, for you? If you could just if change could... something in Soul Calibur to make it more perfect, what would it be? Uh, and for you, it would be uh, Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue. If I could, I just... keep thinking Blue Blaze for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow um, that sounds like a that sounds like a female race driver. Blue yeah, Blaze. a little bit. Um, if I could change just one thing to the Soul Calibur, it would be the new. Uh, it would be the unblockable system. 
or rather in my case just nightmare system because nightmare is just too much power too much speed although there is that certain he really does need a certain requirement but i would rather have it that if you really had that much power to drain that much health i'd rather you be it 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 be made slower okay so in blaze blue what there is it's uh there has been a lot of changes in the mechanics as the game has been <coughs> evolving over these years but the one thing that i would like to put a change in that game would probably be Actually, I have no idea. <laughs> I like the game as it is. <laughs> okay, so as it is, it's really fine. For me, it's fine. Oh, what you're saying, like uh, unblock? You mentioned unblock, moving the unblockable yeah. system. Um, changing it, or in this, in my case, I'd rather change Nightmare's unblockable system. And what sense? Like you'd want to make it actually blockable? <laughs> no, it's just I wish it wasn't that quick or that powerful. I wish they'd make it. I wish if it drop was really down, that much power, dropping down the speed, drop down the speed, or increase the speed, but make it less powerful. Okay, so yeah. you're saying the so again, I guess the balance of speed and act, the balance of speed and power here is the previous things the key feature for yes. fighting games. Yeah, balance so, of speed, power, and in essence, it all comes down to the player strategy of utilizing that speed and power. Oh, uh, here's also one key thing. I guess uh, we also talk about in games. Yeah. Does a good fighting game have to be fun? Um. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're playing the game because you. No, well, yeah, I mean, from the casual side, it is has to be fun. I mean, that's the reason why you play it. Yeah, but, but from the hardcore side. From the hardcore side. Well, I have a special question for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> from the hardcore side, if you're not winning, then it's not fun. <laughs> so, it's still a good game. So, is winning a prerequisite to fun? For the hardcore set people, yes. That's why we yell at the I moves. will agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> on the casual, on the casual right. side, though, uh, for it to be f- actually this one is not really the fun, but should the game itself have challenge, have a a sort of level of challenge to it? Not like not like a challenge. Like it should be hard, but it should feel like it should test. You. Yeah. Like um, what level of testing should it have? Well, for one thing, there's because there are games like Dark Souls, which is just you know, play this and you will die. Like Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> <laughs> for a Ninja Gaiden and I think Dark Souls are not casual games I don't think they are but for you like what level of testing should there be what level of challenge should there be for you to still have fun but still feel rewarding to you well let's just say I'm as a casual gamer I'd probably be like oh maybe I just want to pull off a few combos if I can and if I manage to do it it's like okay if I lose I don't mind I, I still manage to do something cool in the game which I thought was hard so it's like um, so okay. for the combo system should be like how much complication should there like, be in there? Because uh, I've seen some games where the combo system is just insane. Yeah, and even the move systems is like I can't press these. I don't have enough <laughs> fingers. It's, it's for me. It's writing. It's like, uh, can you pull this off? So it's like you're testing all these moves of this character because you really like the character. Let's say the gameplay of the character, but when you look at their move list, it's like what the hell? <laughs> so it's like, what can I do? Like. Let's just do like one one at a time, like moves up. Like okay, I can do this. As you go down the list, it's like wow, I can actually play this character. It's like, and then in the end, you're like, I almost got how to play this character, except for this one little part, which I still find difficult to pull off. But for me, that's already a big achievement because you got most of the characters move set down. So, okay, time to test it out in the in the actual game. That's, so you're playing against first maybe AI, and then you play against your people, and then you're like. Oh, okay, maybe you have to fix a few things here, maybe a few, a few things there. It's just like, can I do these combos now? So it's more of 
Um, how can you grow your combos? How can you? Okay. So for you, it's not it's not win or lose. It really just, it's just how much you grow and how much how you can many, do things. Like how cool of a combo can I pull off in the game? So basically, how much more you can do as you as you continue playing the game? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so can you like me sum it up? So we have the balance of speed, power, the rules, and uh, well, in your side strategy. here, the strategy. In your side here, it's the growth. Yeah, it's the growth. So if you can come down to it, like, uh, what would be the best example from whatever you've played of what you've seen for your side? What would be the best fighting game? What would be the best representation? The best representation of a fighting game besides Dive Kick is... Um, so far, s- still currently Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That's what I've been Oh yeah. You guys will always love the games you've fought. Yes. yes. <laughs> hey guys, I mean, that's me the views on the fighting games. I mean, let us know in, your, in the comments below like what do you guys think. You can also send a tweet over to Jao, you know, bug those guys. <laughs> Let them know what you think makes a good fighting game. We do Paolo and I, we don't really specialize in fighting games, as we said. Or we, we don't have the, or we don't have enough time to sink into fighting games. Oh yeah, that's one reason, time. one reason or another, we don't have the time. <laughs> but from, from what you've heard, it's a balance between speed and power. It's the rules. It's essentially also the growth in it. The ability, in, the ability to well, grow. not purely winning, but <laughs> not purely. <laughs> but would be nice. proper <laughs> strategy. <laughs> And again, I mean, I think the key part really was the speed and power. Yeah. But so again, that's coming from you, the systems guy here. What do you, Paulo? From what you've heard, what do you think is a key system you can throw in here? The key. Oh, the key system here. The. The ability. Um. Basically, so from an overall standpoint, must be must fighting a good fighting game must be, e- must be relatively easy to get into, as in. There has to be something in there to keep uh casu- to keep a starter's interest. Press A to not die. And then, <laughs> and then there has to be enough depth in it, Press so that A and B to not die. So that <laughs> as you continue playing and learn more, you start becoming better at the game. So you start becoming better at the game. But essentially, the depth should also be in such a way that it isn't ex- that it isn't well broken in favor of like for example. I think you brought this up with me once, Joe. Basically, a broken system that a broken system that yes, was he is here. A broken system in favor. Leave all gone. The, a system that is broken in favor of the experts. Can be s- described in the short movie Bambi vs. Godzilla. Beautiful film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it would look like. Essentially, that's essentially f- essentially a, for a good fighting game. Uh, the way I see it, it has to have de- it has to have depth, easy to dive into, and, and easy uh, to kick. <laughs> so. It- yeah, easy to dive into and easy to kick right in, kick right out, and kick right back in. <laughs> hey guys, so leave your comments below and check out the other shows in Channel 14, such as Third World Linux. Do we have a do we and have a of like? Of course, or- the newest episode of Bodega Nights. I'm sure it's coming out hopefully. Do we have a dislike <laughs> button and a like button yet? Because like it, like it if you liked it, dislike it if you dislike it. If and ever we have it. a yes, yes, and share it.
This is the off tangent section. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he's broken. <laughs> <laughs> I brought him into the discussion, therefore he is now in the discussion. What I find remarkable is that the fighting game, in terms of balance, is so similar to the RTS. Uh, well, I think lots of games would be kind of have some similarities. Yeah, the, yes. But the the, um, the language that is used is the same. You cheese somebody out. You yeah. You need to have um, a mix between <laughs> b- between speed and. Um, power. So if you look at the immobile Protoss army vis-a-vis the quick Zerg army and how they are inversely proportional. Okay. I mean, for me, it's a strategy. I mean, you're looking no, we're, at we're, the we're, fast... We're talking about gaming. Let's, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's just put part of the Bodega Knights <laughs> that we just recorded earlier as part of the off-tangent because, like, they have to go. I don't know. What yeah, was we what have to part? release them back in the streets. Yes, yes, yes. What part of that would that be? What part of what would what be? Bodega Knights and Bodega Knights featured in our off-tangent section. This one. 